Welcome to episode 5 of Your Voice of Wrestling, looking at NXT for May 27th, 2015. You got your rules and your religion, all designed to keep you safe. But when rules start getting broken, you start questioning your faith. I have a voice that is my savior, hates to love and loves to hate. I have a voice that has the knowledge and the power to rule your fate. Take a look at this week's episode of NXT. Uh, we open up with Sami Zayn's music playing into the arena, but out comes Kevin Owens. Once again with the John Tina t-shirt, walks out. Basically cuts a pretty scathing promo against Cena saying, I'm not going to do an open challenge. I'm not so insecure to defend my title all the time. In fact, people have to earn a shot at me, not because anyone gets one. I'm a good guy. I'm just taking care of my family. Regal shows up. Owen backs him off. He's like, hey, 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 you know what? I know you're mad about the headbutt, but you put your hands on me first, so it's not really my fault. And Regal lets him know that's the only reason he's keeping his job at this point. Especially considering the number of people that have been laid out and stretchered out and injured uh, due to his actions. Uh, at that point, Solomon Crow shows up. Says Owen's full of crap, he's not a good guy, he's out to hurt people. And Owen says, you know what? You just earned yourself a title shot. Regal, let's, let's make this happen. Regal agrees. And then Kevin Owen says, I'm going to add your name to that list of people that have been stretchered out. Nice little way to set up uh, NXT. It's a bit more Raw-like in the intro than usual, which is a bit strange. Uh, after that, we have a shot of Hideo Itami ba backstage showing him post-surgery, saying he doesn't know who attacked him, but he will be back and he will get his revenge. Also, during the earlier promo, they did keep implying that Owens had something to do with Itami's attack, but Owens is like, nope, nope, I didn't do it, I can't take credit for that one. And we get our first match of the night, we have Emma with Dana Brooke takes on Bailey. Good back and forth match between the two of them. Uh, Emma's got new music, which I sort of like. It starts off with her old sort of bubbly music, and then it gets much more serious, but sort of keeping the same tone. Uh, and her her entire style in this match is very different. If she's not taunting Bailey, doing sort of the whole "Look at me, I'm better than you," she's no wasted movements. Everything with a purpose. It was a really nice change to see. Very intense action from her. And in the end, Emma does get the victory with her STF bridge submission hold. If we're still calling the Emma lock, I don't know. I'm not sure if we're still using puns now that she's evil and super serious. I guess we'll find out. After the match, her and Dana Brooke are both beating down on Bailey. Charlotte runs out for the save. But at that point, it's too late Bailey's been laid out, and Dana Brooke and Emma both lay out Charlotte as well. So I guess we're not done with these feuds post-takedown. Uh, I, I really want to see more of this. I'm liking Emma's evolution at this point, and I'm really interested in seeing where they're going with Charlotte and Dana in this as well.
Uh, after that, we have Blake and Murphy with Alexa Bliss taking on Elias Sampson and Mike Rallis. Um, wow, Alexa Bliss in the Blake and Murphy style garb, being like the red and black with like the tiger claw scratches in it. Smoking. She managed to go from like cute and bubbly to like pure vixen in one week. It's amazing. She walks out there, completely sort of different persona, and she just sort of has control over everything. And Blake and Murphy are winning me over at this point. I was not sold on them when they became the tag champs, but like week after week after week, they are out there and they're consistent. In the end, they do get the win over uh, Samson and Rallis. And after that, uh, Alexa Bliss actually goes up top and she hits her sparkle splash. Which, if she's going to be teamed with these guys and they've got the crazy entrance move music, it has to be like drop the bass. That has to be her new. They have to rename the Sparkle Splash at this point. It just has to happen. Uh, then they're backstage and they're interviewed and they're like, "Hey, what are you doing with these guys?" And Bliss says, "Greatness attracts greatness." And Carmella, she's the princess of Staten Island, known for being a garbage dump. So of course she attracts garbage. I like it. It adds a little bit of more flavor to uh, Blake and Murphy and Enzo and Cass. I think that's going to be a good thing in the end. We also find out that they are going to face off next week, so that'll be good to see with Carmella taking on Alexa Bliss. We have not seen too many matches out of Carmella yet, so it'd be interesting to see how these two come together in a match. After that, we have uh, Finn Balor takes on Ty Dillinger. Uh, Ty gets a lot more offense in early on, and he really sort of takes it to Finn Balor, but in the end, Finn does come back, and he does hit the double foot stomp for the win. Not surprising there, he is the number one contender, so it's not surprising to see him winning this that match. After that, we see Jason Jordan training in the Performance Center. They want to know what's going on after his breakup with Ty Dillinger, and Jordan says, don't worry, I've got a new partner, it's all going to work out. Another guy walks up like, hey, I can be your partner. Look at me. I'm Chad Gable. Gable, it says Gable on my towel. Look at that. And Jordan's like, yeah, you know what? I don't need you, Cable. I've got my own thing going. I'm like, no, no, no. My name's Gable with a G. See, it's written on a towel. Here, have a towel. I don't know where they're going. I was entertained by it, though. Uh, then we get our main event of the evening. We have Kevin Owens taking on Solomon Crow, and he pretty thoroughly crushes Crow. Uh, just sort of pounding on him, tossing him out of the ring, waiting to crawl back in, tossing him back out of the ring. He does hit the pop-up powerbomb at the end, and he rolls him up for the three count. Post-match, he throws him out of the ring again, goes to hoist him up, and or goes to threatens to powerbomb him on the ring apron like he did to Zayn. He is interrupted by Samoa Joe. Uh, Owens backs off, backs up the entrance ramp, says, you know what? That was your warning. That's going to be you next time. Fair warning. Just letting you know. I'm totally digging, like, everything Owens does at this point. I like the fact that he's... On the surface, everything he says makes sense, and he's on the level, but when you read that level into it, it's like, oh, wait, yep, you're not, no, that's not working the way you quite say it's working. 
So, pretty good show overall. Uh, a few strange things jumped at me. Three out of the four matches were very sort of one-sided, and we had very established stars taking on people who would normally be considered by a viewer, like, the tier below. Like, Blake and Murphy taking on Samson and Rallis. You know what? They didn't get an entrance. They weren't given names on the screen or Twitter handles. So it's sort of like, hey, who are these guys? Uh, Ty Dillinger, we haven't seen for a while at this point, and he's suddenly taking on our number one contender for the TNA... Or, sorry, the NXT title. And then we have uh, Solomon Crow who pops back up out of sort of obscurity and challenges Owens. I'm not sure what's going on here. Could it be that more people are moving up to the main roster, so we are trying to feature more people on the show so we have room to backfill them when they move? I don't know. I don't really know. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, The other thing that sort of jumped at me as strange is why wasn't Joe more of a focal point in this show? I was really expecting to find out more about, like, why is Joe here? What brought him to NXT? But we didn't really get that. We got uh, sound bites of the promos he did uh, after TakeOver. We had him show up and stare down Owens again. But I really would have liked a match to sort of, like, cement him in the eyes of all the fans of, like, hey, this is Samoa Joe and this is what he does. Hopefully we get that next week. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode. For information on future episodes, please follow me on Twitter at Major underscore Rampage. I also want to thank Kyle and Oliver for our theme song, which is their acoustic cover of Randy Orton's voices. You can find them on YouTube at Kyle and Oliver, all one word. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media. We can keep growing. Thank you very much. Mutation rising, I am voices.